the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. Hello, welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. Today we're looking at Saltwell Park in Gateshead, and as always, you can find the full transcript from today's show on my website at goodrunlorette.com. You don't need to leave an email address to get that transcript. There are also the show notes and useful links on the episode page, and you can drop me a comment, or alternatively, you can find me on Twitter at goodrunlorette. So, on to today's item. Saltwell Park is on the other side of the river to Newcastle, and not somewhere that tourists usually visit. However, it is the perfect spot for a picnic, a swing or a slide, and a kickabout of the football. My brother and I went a lot when we were kids because it was right at the end of our cousin's street. The park is vast, covering 55 acres, and is split into three parts. Extensive landscaping has been done in recent years, and there are some beautiful garden sections dotted around. At the northern field end, which was the way we always went in, there is a four-acre boating lake, sometimes with swan-shaped pedal boats to hire, two pavilions and three bowling greens. At the southern end, there is a bandstand, sadly never used for its original purpose these days. The whole site is accessible to the public and known as the People's Park, but that wasn't always the case. Saltwell Park is built around the estate of William Wales, including his mansion. Wales was born in Newcastle, but studied for a time in Germany, where he studied stained glass design. On his return home, he opened his own workshop, which eventually became one of the biggest producers of glass in the country. Wales bought the land in 1860, built himself a house and began to landscape the grounds. However, he ran out of money and in 1876 sold it to the Gateshead Corporation when it became a public park. Wales continued to live in Saltwell Towers, as he'd named his home, until his death in 1881. A local historian by the name of Desmond O'Donnell explains a bit more about the backstory to the land, writing in his book on Gateshead that the park itself was once part of a much larger piece of land. Owned by the Ravensworth family, who were coal mining magnates, it was known as Saltwell Site. Baron Ravensworth was the title bestowed on Henry Little in 1747, and the family castle is in Lamesley County, Durham, and at this time Gateshead would have been part of that same county. As a little aside, the Little family has had several noteworthy family members, including another Henry, who was Vice-Chancellor of Oxford College in the mid-1800s. His daughter Alice is even more famous although better known as the girl who had the adventures in Wonderland. So there you go. Anyway, to continue the fate of the park, after the little family let it go, the land was then owned by several different people before it was split into lots which were sold separately. Each parcel of land had its own mansion, with one early building having the name Saltwell Towers. There was also a Saltwell Cottage and a Saltwell Hall, so not very imaginative. It was once the Gated Corporation took over that the 52-acre site was fully developed. They started off by laying out the Bowling Greens in 1878, 1887 and 1900. The lake was put in in 1880, Nearby is the Charlton Memorial Drinking Fountain, which was built to commemorate a former mayor of Gateshead, George Charlton, who worked hard to promote social reform while in office in 1874 and 1875. There are also four drinking troughs, but both these and the well are dry. The Victorian era produced a lot of generous benefactors who wanted to give back to the community. Just up the road from Saltwell Park is the beautiful Shipley Art Gallery. 
opened in 1917 after a donation from a local collector, Joseph Ainsley Davidson Shipley. Shipley was a solicitor as well as an art collector, and little is known about him. We do know, though, that he lived at Saltwell Towers for a while. He began collecting art at the tender age of 16, and after he died in 1909, he left more than 2,500 works to be put on public display. His will actually specified that the bequeathed collection was to be displayed in Newcastle rather than Gateshead, so long as it wasn't the Lang Art Gallery. The City Council turned down that offer, and so the artworks ended up south of the water. Gateshead Council had the gallery specially built and put together a committee to work with Shipley's executors to choose just a selection of works. 504 paintings were chosen, with the executors picking the majority, and the rest were sold to raise funds for the building work. The gallery also has a collection of artefacts that were on display in the Saltwell Park Museum, which was within the towers, and these are exhibited on rotation. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in on Tuesday for the next episode, and don't forget you can drop me a line at any time to tell me what you thought of today's show or some of the earlier episodes. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.